his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Joe Biden at Mother Emanuel AME Church today. He wasn't there to unite. He wasn't there to uplift. He was there to divide 100% because that's all they've got. That's all the Democrats have is division. The one thing that scares, and I told you this the other day, I believe it was on Friday. I told you the Chinese government, their biggest fear is not the United States. It's not Russia. It's not Iran. It's not Taiwan. The Chinese government's biggest fear is its people. The same thing with Russia, the same thing with the United States. So it is the goal of the Democrat Party to divide people at every turn, because then then they can say, aha, look at those people. Those are the people that are doing this. Those are the people that are keeping you down. Even though. How many? I mean, Jim Clyburn's been uh, congressman in his district forever. How many people in that district? Now, remember, his, his district is the district of the Corridor of Shame. And the Corridor of Shame, they went in, they, they, they did a study of the schools in Jim Clyburn's district. They had lead paint. They had out-of-date books. They had leaky pipes. They had leaky roofs. They had everything. Everything was substandard. Everything. In Jim Clyburn's district. And who did he blame? Who did he blame most of all? The Republicans. And even more so, he blamed the white folks. Because that's just what Jim Clyburn does. So they go to Mother Emanuel AME Church today, not to unite, like I said, or not to uplift, but to divide, to further divide, to tell those people in in that congregation, those people, those people are your enemies. Remember Joe Biden's famous quote, they want to put y'all back in chains? You remember that? Of course you do. So what this guy did, Today, by going to Mother Emanuel AME Church and giving that speech, he besmirched the memory of Reverend Clemente Pinckney and everybody else who was killed that day at that church by Dylan Roof. You besmirched, their, you cheapened their memory. 
Because you see, the people of Charleston, they came together after that shooting. They locked literally arm in arm across the Ravenel Bridge that connects downtown Charleston with Mount Pleasant. Arm in arm. And there was peace and there was unity. Even though the Democrats tried, oh, they tried so hard. They wanted, they wanted cars overturned. They wanted historic homes on fire. They wanted King Street to be looted and robbed and burnt. But it did not happen. And the people of Charleston told them it was not going to happen. But that's one thing about the Democrats. They never give up. So Joe Biden shows up at Mother Emanuel AME Church today. And he says stuff like, well, he says stuff like this. In our time, there's still the old ghost of new, gar- gar- new garments. Yeah. We all need to rise to meet the moment. Old ghost in new garments. I know he, he, he messed that one up. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot. Yeah, that, that guy. Excuse me. Yeah. So what he's trying to say is, in our time, there's still the old ghost of a new, uh, in new garments. Okay. So who are the old ghosts, Joe? Won't you, you want to just, want to give us an example of the old ghost, Joe? Want to give us any, you want, I got an idea. How about I do it for you, Joe? How about I do it for you? How about the Q Klux Klan? Yeah, that was a Democrat organization. That was an organization started by the Democrat Party. That's right. How about Jim Crow laws? Yep, that was also Democrats. How about Bull Connor? Democrat. How about McGovern? Democrat. Everything that you're fighting or, or claim to be fighting against. Your party started and your party continues. They're just they're just putting it out there in a different package and literally in new garments. You just described the Democrat Party. Old ghost in new in, in new garments. The average white liberal is the most racist person in America. That has not changed. That hasn't changed a bit. Saw this video where they were talking about voter ID. Oh, voter ID is racist. Well, why is it racist? Because black people don't have the wherewithal to get an ID. Well, how about that? I think that's a little more racist. (laughs) In fact, it's the most racist thing I've ever heard. So Joe Biden went on today and he told even more lies without any proof. Listen to this. So a home owned by today, a home owned by a black family on one side of a highway built by the same builder on the other side of the highway and a white guy living in it. The white guy's home is valued more than the black guy's. Where? No, I, I where? know you know it. Where? But guess where? what? That's how you build generational wealth. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. In Charleston, they've got a thing called gentrification. I know it happens in a lot of places. In Charleston, if you have a home that's over a certain age, and you want to repair that home, even if it's been in your family for 150 years, you cannot repair that home unless you use, are you ready for this, original materials. Where are you going to find a 150-year-old plank board to put on your home? Where are you going to find, and I'm not even exaggerating about that. That's, that's, so these people can't afford 
to fix their homes. I literally have seen homes fall down because the owners can't afford to fix them up. They would rather them fall down so they can go and, and, and build a new one there. That's gentrification. Your party, your party was the party of gentrification. When Joe Riley in Charleston became mayor over 40 going on 50 years ago, that's when it all started. That's when it started. He was, can anybody guess what party Joe Riley was from? That's right, a Democrat. A Democrat who is more than happy to go along with gentrification. Let's go to Joe in Hendersonville and talk to him. Joe, welcome to the program. How you doing? Good. How about you? Really good. What's up, man? Well, it was reminding me just hearing Joe in his speech there, and it reminds me of a book I had to read in American literature. Um, it's called Don Quixote because yeah. the dude only fought windmills. He didn't really fight right. real giants or yeah. real dragons. Yeah. And it's like that's the same thing with most of these other guys too with your Antifa, your BLM. It, they have no they have no coop about them. They, they fight things that don't exist. Yeah. You know? You're right. And they try to they make mountains out of molehills of things. And it's like, really, guys? We've already been through this like a long time ago. Yeah, I I understand. And and this country and Joe, I appreciate you calling in, buddy. This country had a handle on race relations. We had a handle on it. It was getting so much better. And then we elected a man named Barack Hussein Obama. And he, he and, 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 and others like him, they were the ones that reamped up the racial divide in this country. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Speaker Mike Johnson was on Disgrace the Nation this um, weekend, 
And uh, <laughs> let's. I'm going to play you a little bit of this clip for you because this is pretty priceless. Here's uh, part of the interview from Disgrace the Nation. Um, back in uh, 2021, you were the lawmaker who circulated the, the legal brief known as the Texas Amicus Brief, um, challenging the 2020 election outcome in a number of states which by CBS editorial standards makes you an election denier. Well, let me tell you something, sweetheart. Um, Nobody gives a rat's rear end about CBS editorial standards. We've seen how low your standards are. That's nonsense. Well, can I get you on the record on that? I've always been consistent on the record. Did you read the brief? Did you get a chance to read what we filed with the Supreme Court? Well, I... The answer to that is no, obviously. I have read extensively some criticisms of that. You, you but Criticisms of the brief. She didn't read the brief. She read criticisms of the brief. Read commentary about the brief, but not what we submitted to the court. But right? You read- exactly right. She read absolutely nothing. She did not. Oh, does that meet CBS editorial standards? Does that mean that? No, probably not. So you're not reporting the facts. You're reporting on somebody else's opinion. Recognize that President Biden won the 2020 election. Can you just put that aside? President Biden was certified as the winner of the election. He took the oath of office. He's been the president for three years. What the argument that we presented to the court, which is our only avenue to do so, was that the Constitution was clearly violated in the 2020 election. It's Article 2, Section 1, and anyone can Google it and read it for themselves. The the system Mm -hmm. by which you choose electors to elect the president of the United States uh, must be done by the individual states, and it, the system must be ratified by the state legislatures. That is language, plain so language out of the Constitution. So you still have issues Thanks. with the validity of the 2020 election? Anyone who Googles... Even though the... Yeah. Anyone House who pulls up the Constitution... Majority. Sorry, go ahead. Anyone who pulls up the Constitution on their smartphone and reads Article 2, Section 1 mm-hmm. of the Constitution has to agree with what I just told you. The Constitution was violated in the run-up to the 2020 election. Not, not always in bad faith, but in, in the aftermath of COVID, many states changed their election laws in ways that violated that plain language. That's just a fact. Um, we presented that argument and that, that, um, those facts to the court, and, uh, and it was never directly addressed because of the Texas lit- litigation, but that was the only... Uh... See, now this was the same litigation that Nancy Mace voted against. And I'll never understand that, nor, nor, and I will never forgive her for that either. I will never forgive her of that. Yes, the um, Constitution was violated in the run-up to the election. So Article 2, Section 1. There you go. Um, anyway, uh, you know, you sit back and, and you just go, first of all, this is not a reporter. The only reason she got the job is because she's relatively attractive. She looks good on TV. She did not read the brief. She read critiques of the brief. So that's CBS um, editorial standards. But in the meantime, in the meantime, guess what we are not going to have? And thanks to Speaker Mike Johnson, we're not going to have a government shutdown. And remember, it was just a couple of days ago at the border. These all these congressmen went down there. William Timmons was one of them. Uh, and they were like, oh, we're going to we're you know, we're going to hold the line. We're going to hold the line on immigration. Well, what is what is the number one way that lawmakers in the House can hold the line? Power of the purse. That's what they have. In fact, right now in this country, that's the only power that Republicans have. 
You've got no power in the Senate. You've got no power in the White House, but you've got a little bit of power in the House, and you can hold up some of these spending bills, and you can defund some things as well. So are we going to have a government shutdown? The answer to that is no, we are not. They did not hold the line because Mike Johnson has just, along with Chuck Schumer, come up with a deal, a spending deal, that basically solidifies exactly what Kevin McCarthy did and just extends it even further. But there were, there's not, there's not going to be any money for the border in there. There's not going to be any money. In, there's not even really a mention of securing our border in that whole bill. So why is that? Where, where is the hold the line? I'm so sick of this BS from these Republicans that they're going to hold, we're going to hold the line. Well, guess what? Maybe you should have held on a little tighter because, once again, they have acquiesced. They have bowed a knee to the Democrats. Immigration is important to the Democrats, but not for the reasons it's important to you and me. This is New York Congresswoman Clark saying the quiet part out loud. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. We have a diaspora that, that can absorb a significant number of these migrants. And I, that, you know, when I hear uh, colleagues talk about, uh, you know, the, 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 the doors of the inn being closed, um, no room in the inn, I'm saying, you know, I, I need more people in my district, but just for redistricting purposes. Just for redistricting purposes. That's what they want. That's what, that's really what it's all about. Let these illegal aliens in, put them in these, Blue districts, next thing you know, you've got a, a, a whole treasure trove of Democrat voters. And then, not only that, then allow them to vote in state elections, state, local, municipal elections. Allow that. Give them driver's licenses. Give them jobs. The hell with the American citizens. They don't care. You've already been counted. They want new people in their district so their district can get more funding. And not only that, but they can redraw the lines, making sure that the Democrats control um, control the power there from now on. This this stuff isn't hard, GOP. And what's your big thing? What's your what, 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 somebody tell me what your plan is? Tell me what your plan is to do anything about the border because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything. Oh, we're gonna twenty two thousand more uh, agents. Okay. Well, you're not going to get that unless you actually control the power that you have. And that's something they're afraid to do. It's, it's mind-boggling to me when you, have, when you have a Republican majority in the, in the House, the Democrats still have the power. When you have a Democrat majority in the, in the House, the Democrats still, the Democrats always have the power. They always have the power because the GOP gives it to them. They give it to them. And when you want to come along and you want to work with people like Adam Schiff and, and, and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, you're abdicating your power. And if you do that, you need to be replaced. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. You know, the saying goes, 
when you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. But that's not happening with Hollywood. They seem to keep digging themselves deeper and deeper into a hole with all of these woke movies. I mean, just think about it. When's the last time you went to a movie? When's the last time you saw a movie that you were excited to go see? There might have been some of them, but I'll guarantee you they all had something in common. They weren't woke. Now we're finding out that the Star Wars franchise is going to be unbelievably woke. In fact, uh, the new female director is saying that she wants to make men uncomfortable with the new Star Wars. Joining us right now is uh, Mandy Sweeney. She's the author of The Magi of Miriam, The Boy Who Saved the Kingdom. Um, uh, Mandy, welcome to the program. How are you? Hi, Charlie. I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. So um, Hollywood is just woke film after woke film after woke film, and Hollywood is really paying the price for this, aren't they? It does seem to be that case. Um, and I did think about before coming on your show, Charlie, I'm not sure that this is a new, uh, you know, it's not just post-pandemic that that trend has sort of been going that direction. Mm -hmm. I thought about um, Unbroken. I don't know if you ever read that book or watched that movie. It was a fantastic movie, but I didn't realize until I'd watched the movie and some people said, oh, you really should read the book, that the the whole crux of that book was sort of a, a uplifting God book. I mean, right. the, the main character in the story he dedicated his life after having been Olympic runner and then a POW and stranded in the ocean for 47 days. Mm -hmm. He dedicated the rest of his life to kind of um, going around and talking to schools and talking to other groups about um, how he kind of had this reconciliation, this reconciling with, with, with God. <laughs> that was the whole point of sort of his life story. Yeah. And I didn't from the, the movie, which was a fantastic movie. But I had no idea, and I was really surprised when I read the book that that was the underlying purpose in his life story. So I think that kind of Hollywood sort yeah. of has gone this direction for some time, and it's just sort of been exacerbated since the pandemic. And now um, they, are, they are struggling. Hollywood in general, the big studios, I think, are struggling to have big hits. I mean, they've lost 20% of moviegoers. Hollywood jobs are down 20%, uh, and it's not just because of these strikes either. Don't you think they would realize, uh, because there are some movies that are doing well. I mean, Sound of Freedom, $15 million to make, over $300, $300 million worldwide at the box office. Um, uh, uh, the Hill, the movie about Ricky Hill with Dennis Quaid, that was a fantastic movie. Americans and the public, uh, we're screaming for entertainment that doesn't preach to us, aren't we? Yeah, there does seem to be a disconnect between the market and what is being provided. And I mean, I'm seeing it because, you know, I wrote this book. It's a Christian middle grade fantasy novel. Mm -hmm. um, it released about two months ago when the Audible is out. The Audible has been um, pretty consistently the number one new release. There's a market for this stuff, but there's a real disconnect between um Hollywood, you're, what you're seeing on mainstream, and the market. And I do think, Charlie, that maybe it's not the big studios that are recognizing that quite yet, although they certainly will here in a minute. Yeah. But smaller studios are now popping up to try to fill this void. I don't know if you've seen any Angel Studios, which is yes. a small studio. Yeah. They're coming out with some fantastic movies with like really great actors that are, I think... Um, I think they did the Journey to Bethlehem that just released uh, around Christmas time, and that had Antonio Banderas. I mean, you have—it's getting to be more mainstream, but it still seems to be 
the smaller, you know, studios as opposed to the big ones that are picking it up. And I even, when I've been trying to sell the option, the material and rights for this book, producers more recently, because this is new to me, right. um, have started to tell me, well, you know, do you, you need to get away from the Christian theme. Really? <laughs> It'll sell better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, shockingly, has been on the, and I think, it's almost like um, the who's chasing the tail, the tail, whatever the phrase is. Yeah. But I think some authors fear that there's not going to be a market, and so they don't write as much, and so there's not as much Christian geared content and and you know various that's non woke content being produced. And then you do have this sort of thing going on in Hollywood as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's an agenda. That is being pushed on the American people through the movies today, right? And but but uh, and again, these people are so, I don't know, uh, they love that agenda and they have to push it forward. But like you said, I mean, the, some of these smaller uh, uh, production houses, I mean, they're doing really well with these movies. They do seem to be. Yep, they do. So, I mean, there is a market for it. So. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's a market for it. I mean, look, we just said Sound of Freedom, $300 million at the box office. Um, only yes. took $15 million to make. That's a pretty darn good return, I would imagine. Yep, that's quite a nice ROI. <laughs> so um, the, the Magic of Miriam, The Boy Who Saved the Kingdom, you said this was targeted at kind of middle school kids? So it's, so it's The Magic of Miriam, The Boy Who Saved the Kingdom is the first in the series. And it's been kind of interesting, Charlie, because I thought that the target market was going to be 12 and up. And what I've come to find is that it really starts younger, and especially with the Audible um, being accessible, because it's a 400-page book, and it has some um, more in-depth concepts and vernacular, and so it's kind of hard for kids that are younger than nine to read. Um, but the Audible sort of brings it to life, and it's read by this guy with this fantastic voice. He sounds like Johnny Depp. And so what I found is that young kids enjoy this story, especially on long road trips and doing housework with their mm-hmm. – or work around the house with their families. But interestingly – and this was more unexpected adults also. Like, ah. I mean, 50, 60-year-old adults have really embraced this story, and I think it's because there are theological layers. And it has the kind of action and adventure theme that was designed to attract younger minds. But everybody likes an entertaining, engaging sure. story. And so um, I, it really has had a pretty large um, range of, of ages that, it, that the book and the story appeals to, which has been you know, nice for me to see. I would much rather see this book in a school library than a lot of the books they have right now. Yes, yes. There is a lot of controversy over what is being carried and especially parochial schools yeah. and the libraries. And um, I mean, you see these, I get emails and you might as well about these, they're trying to like rival Scholastic and things like that for yeah. bringing the books for the fairs. And it is because a lot of parents and teachers are, are sort of, um, there's a bit of a backlash there happening. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Scholastic Book Fair. Everybody used to look forward to that, but these days, not so much. Do um, you think your books is going to be in a Scholastic Book Fair? No, I have learned <laughs> a lot about Scholastic more recently. Um, so it, it is funny with the Scholastic specifically. My understanding is that it, it, what they pull to sell really based 
bases off of the margin that they can make. Um, ah. So it is like books that are in series that are popular with kids, but they really, really, you have to have a certain margin for Scholastic to carry it and pick it up. And I have a Christian, traditional Christian publishing house that published my book that's been in existence for 30 plus years, but they don't hit those those margins. Right. So there would be very little chance. And it is a, it's a Christian middle grade fantasy, so I'm not sure that it hits the the woke, you know, the mainstream themes, the contemporary themes that are um, being pushed right now. <laughs> so who's the publishing house? I'd love to give them a shout out. Yeah, it's Ambassador International in print for Emerald House. And they produce, this is their, Ambassador International is their YA middle grade imprint. And they've been, they, they, were, they were great. I connected with them. So right around the time that they picked it up for publishing, and this was three, three years ago, three, four, three and a half years ago, um, that they picked it up and, and went through the whole editing process and all of that stuff. I don't know if you've heard, Charlie, but the publishing industry moves at a glacial building speed, which yeah. means it goes really, really, really slow. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly right. Mandy Sweeney, author of The Magi of Miriam, The Boy Who Saved the Kingdom. Y'all go out and pick that book up. Uh, Mandy, I appreciate you being on the program this afternoon. Thank you so much, and best of luck to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Charlie. Great to speak with you. Take care. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Welcome back to the program. Let's go to the GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-905-0989. We'll talk to Jay in Traveler's Rest. How you doing, Jay? Jay, are you there? Are you there, Jay? Hello? Yes, I'm sorry. There you Thank go. You Welcome. My call. Yes, sir. What's going on? Yes, sir. I'd just like to address that. Uh, I did also watch uh, a good bit of the speech at the church today down in yeah. Charleston. Right. Uh, what part about inciting con- riot and conspiracy to incite violence does the Biden administration not understand when you give a speech like that. Yeah, exactly right. It was an inflammatory speech. There's absolutely no reason for that. I think he ought to be banned from South Carolina. He's a piece of trash. Hey, you know what? Excuse my disrespect. No, I know. I I completely understand that because he even said, he even said in his speech that Republicans don't respect him. Well, I haven't found anything, anything to respect. Right. Also concerning, yes, sir, you're right. In concerning the border, uh, the way I read the Constitution, Article Four, Section Four, is the government, U.S. government's responsibility to protect the states from invasion. What part do they not understand about that? About concerning Texas and Arizona? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I. It literally says protect against invasion for the states. Yeah. Well, they um, they don't consider it an invasion. They don't consider this an invasion, but everybody else does. Everybody else does, Jay. I'm, maybe, I, maybe it's just a minor incursion. Yeah, exactly right. That's all it is, a minor incursion. Jay, I appreciate your call, buddy. Thank you so much. And he's right. So Biden today was at Mother Emanuel AME Church, and he said Republicans don't respect them. Again, like I said, there's nothing to respect. There's nothing to respect about a man who lies constantly. 
who got up there. Oh, oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. I got. I, I, I want to play you this clip from Joe Biden because this is just. This is an out and out, one hundred percent lie. Lie, 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 and that's the only way you can put it. He is a he is a pathological liar. Here's what Joe Biden said today. I was talking downstairs. I uh, I've spent more time in uh, the uh, Bethel AME Church in Wilmington, Delaware, than I have uh, than most people I know, black or white, have spent in that church. Because that's where I started. No, I'm serious. I started the civil rights movement. I used to go to 7:30 mass. And go to 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock service with the reverend who was then running the church is now the bishop. She's a bishop, and I'm told your bishop had been there before in South Africa. And that's where he is right now. The point is that I've been blessed to worship here. Where I started a civil rights movement. That story has been debunked. Time and time again. And he still he still keeps going on on with it. He still keeps going on with it. Oh, Joe Biden never, he never even, he was never even in a march. Never even marched for the civil rights movement. Now remember, this is the same guy. This is the same guy that said with Charlemagne the God that if you don't know whether or not to vote for him or Donald Trump, then you ain't black. Oh, oh, okay, okay, gotcha. This is the same guy in his past, according to CNN, who, by the way, will not fact check this. CNN praised segregationist. Oh, okay, okay. Lie, 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 lie. That's all he knows how to do. That's all he knows how to do. Okay, you ready for this? Washington Times, June of this year, Biden again falsely claims a role in civil rights activism in the 1960s. President Biden again claimed that he was part of the civil rights movement in the 1960s, a story he has repeatedly rewritten rewritten and debunked himself in the 1980s. Oh, how about that? Mr. Biden's latest version of the story came during a White House ceremony where he established a national monument to Emmett Till, whose 1955 murder sparked the civil rights movement. The president boasted about his legacy of civil rights advocacy to the largely black crowd. Telling the truth and the full history of our nation is important. He said, when I came out of the civil rights movement as a kid, as a public defender, it's all been a lie. He acknowledged in 1987 that he was not engaged in the civil rights movement and never marched for equality. Let me read that again. Mr. This is according to the Washington Times, Mr. Biden acknowledged in 1987 he was not engaged in the civil rights movement and never marched for equality. He said, during the 1960s, I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. I was not an activist. I worked, I worked at, uh, at all, all black swimming pool on the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved in what they were thinking and what they were feeling. And that's it. That's it. His civil rights activism ended at the high dive. Oh, my goodness. What, what an absolute, unmitigated liar we have in this country. Just absolutely the worst. The worst of all. 
the worst of all. Pretty amazing. It really is. No, what it, you know what it is? It's sickening. He was pandering to those people. He was, and they believed it. They lapped it up. They absolutely did. Oh, my word. Anyway, uh, when we get back, we're going to be talking to Shay Bradley Farrell, an immigration expert, about exactly what is going on with immigration in this country. We'll have that in just a minute. We'll be right back. Here's the Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. 